0: you're listening to the bookkeepers podcast with the 6fb the weekly podcast for bookkeepers every week we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world and here are your hosts and founders of the six-figure bookkeeper joe wood and zoe
1: whitman hi and welcome to the bookkeepers podcast i'm zoe whitman i am in bristol and i'm joined today by joe wood down in kent how are you joe i am hi zoe
0: yeah i'm absolutely great i'm loving our new branding and uh, oh. the fact that you've changed it all on on this is uh, brilliant. And uh, yeah, no, I'm good. Very busy as we all are at the moment. Tax uh, deadline is due very soon. Um,
1: so yeah, all busy but happy. Oh, good. Please to hear it. Um, we are really excited to be joined by Pete Scott today. Pete is a sales growth expert and founder of the Ultimate Sales Academy. You might remember Pete from episode thirty-one of our podcast. He came and joined us during Bookkeeper's Bootcamp last September, which is a good reason to remind you that we are now uh, taking registrations for our next bootcamp. It's our free events that we run every quarter. Uh, we have five days, maybe seven days, of like really amazing guests joining us to run some workshops in our Facebook group. It's all free it's really exciting great community vibe i think everybody loved it last time we did it so come and join us you can register to get the updates and get you on our mailing list you won't miss a thing uh, by joining us if you go over to sixfigurebookkeeper.com slash bootcamp. but today we're going to have a chat with pete about sales so how are you doing nice to see you again
2: zoe joe so great to be back here again i appreciate that this uh this whole um uh, a conversation interview uh, was arranged last minute so it's just nice to be back here and uh, I'm ready to to share some sales tips and uh, maybe help some um, bookkeepers out today as well so yeah I'm um, doing well excited to be here.
0: Oh thank you so much and uh, yeah we we had to change our agenda because we just couldn't wait to get you back on because last time we spoke to you you gave us so many gems and that's what we you know we'd love to like get some more out of you today if that's okay. So <laughs> in our group <laughs> In our group, we have obviously loads and loads of bookkeepers that are either starting out brand new, so they're scared about the sales. Maybe they've done the training and they know what they need to do, but this is Mm. a whole new level, running a business and actually starting selling yourself because you're not confident because you've only just got the qualifications. So Mm. I'd really like to ask you around that. What, What can someone do when they're quite new to an industry to get that confidence and build that rapport and um, and belief in themselves before they can start selling it to other people.
2: Sure. Well, um, there's lots and lots of answers and mm-hmm. lots of directions we can go in with that. Um, there's definitely no one road to um, success. Um, uh, one of the things I'd like say is that you know there's there's lots of strategies, and the good news is that whatever decision you make, the actual making a decision and doing something is already a great start. So, um, looking for the perfect action at the very beginning, especially if you haven't got a client, the first thing is to say, "Hold on, say I'm trained in this." Um there's so many different stories of how people got started and just get out there and start creating your story. And whether that means that you start more online and you start posting um, kind of value posts on, on social media, um, but um, you know, or it means that you already know um, two or three potential clients you could work with and you start doing a bit of work with them just to get the ball rolling. But certainly, Joe, something that you've said, confidence and having clients are actually intertwined. And what I mean by that is that if you've sold 100 of your services before, or service, not service, please don't have 100 services, but if you've got a predominant service that you offer and you've sold it 100 times before, you will have the evidence in your mind and you would have conditioned your unconscious that, hey, I can do this. And imagine how you will feel when you're in your next situation that you need to sell the next the, the, the following um, service. The hardest thing, and Richard Branson is actually a classic for, for explaining this. He was asked, was it difficult to make all those billions and billions of pounds? He always said, no, what was difficult was the first 20 grand. So getting off the start line, I appreciate it's a brave thing to do, And it's an exciting time as well. I still remember when I moved my business online way back in 2012 or tried to move my business online. I had to go and get a job for 18 months. uh, And then I went back to doing my business. Um, And I made my first couple of sales for £99 online. That adrenaline rush and that feeling, I made three sales in one day and I legitimately thought I could go out and buy a Ferrari because I'm like, wow, I made £300 in one day. So uh, I I think the first thing, this isn't even like a tangible step. It's just enjoy the fact that you've been brave and you're like, I'm doing something, I'm showing up. Yes, bookkeeping might not have been the dream thing that I wanted to do when I was 15 years old and I was thinking about being an astronaut, but I get to be of service to people. I get to help businesses. Um, I get to provide ultimately for my family as well. Um, so take imperfect action and get the ball rolling. We can get into all the more specific nitty gritty steps as we go through this conversation. Um, but certainly, just have fun. Don't forget. Don't forget to have fun, especially at the beginning.
0: Yeah, and even when you know, I was I started this practice, which was like 19 years into doing the work. I was still nervous. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, you're never going to get to the point where, you know, everything's always fine. And, you know, you always, it's never like that. So don't, I think we always assume that if we was just at that point, everything would be okay. But when you get to that point, there'll be something else that you need to deal with. It'll be something else like a global pandemic that you have to deal with as well as building a business. And so you need to kind of, kind of realize that this is a new state as a business owner that you're going to be in you're going to be in this little bit of and I like to turn things around like this nervous energy I really I always turn it in my head and say this feels exactly the same as when I'm excited so come on this is an exciting time just push through and how amazing you feel afterwards Mm -hmm. and I was watching Tony Robbins this week he was doing this free event And I always talk on here about doing the superwoman pose or Superman pose, standing up, like doing that. And that always helps me when I'm nervous. I've had a nervous morning this morning because I went on the Accounting Web podcast and I had huge imposter syndrome. And I said to them, I'm not an accountant. Why have you got me here? And, you know, I was really, really panicked. So I think people always assume that because we're here, we don't ever get this, but we do. But he actually said the superwoman, Superman pose actually raises testosterone by 20 percent and drops cortisol by 25 percent so actually it physically helps you get in a better state and have that that testosterone to kind of push forward it doesn't matter if you're male or female you still get testosterone and I was like wow it really does work so that's my that's my only tip I've got to really push through and I use it all the time and I still do it and I make my kids do it and they hate me for it but it's it really works
2: (laughs) I think one of the things as well that you said there, Joe, is that um, don't postpone enjoying the work that you do. Uh, I talked to my members in my academy about this this morning um, because a few of them felt overwhelmed, and you know it doesn't matter where they're in, where they're at in their business. They've been in business for twenty years, or they've been in business for two months. Um, that feeling of overwhelm anxiety kicks in for all of us. At the best of times, um, I'm very open. I I teach sales marketing. This is what I do day in and day out. I've sold. Thousands of times in my life, had thousands of sales conversations, and I still get nervous. I still get overwhelmed. Um, and one of the things this has been a more recent aspect of my life is I really reminded myself that um, that the work that I do matters. It helps people have fun in the process, and when I'm having fun in the process, it actually um, it actually connects better with my market, anyways. Um, so, and I, I think I think sometimes we've got like these amazing people who are so great in their personal life, and then when they set up a business, and excuse me, this is a big assumption, you can totally tell me if I'm wrong, if we take something like bookkeeping, we go from being this amazing, fun, maybe quirky person, and then we're like, oh, it's bookkeeping, we've become very corporate and it needs to be very serious. You can be professional and not corporate. Those two can go together it's not a problem at all. And the more that you can bring that out and the more that you can have fun with that early on, uh, the more that's going to help you along the way as well, because it's a path that we choose. It's already a brave path. Um, And as I've mentioned, I'm pretty sure that there's plenty, especially right now, of business owners that would love the support of somebody who's really taking care of the financial side of the business. Mm,
1: And that's a really good point, actually, because what you're saying about going like when you're transitioning from whatever you did in your past life, a lot of people in our community are um, moving from a finance position and they now want to go freelance and do their own bookkeeping work. So they have a good network and and Joe and I often say like the first place to start with making sales is to the people that you already know. You need to show, tell people what you do because they can then say, Hey, Zoe is starting a new business and this is what she does and she's really good. But if you feel like, um, well, we feel like, yeah, like you said, you want to be really professional and perhaps you need to like change your personality a bit or something. Change your <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what, what would you say to the people who are like, oh, I'm really actually quite afraid of putting myself out there like going out it, i think it is easiest to sell to people that you know already but that also can feel quite scary cuz it's like drawing a line and saying sure. okay that's the end of my old life and now i do this new thing how how can people approach that with great
2: again a great question um so uh, i fully agree with you and this is actually what i teach is to grow where you've been planted i think one of the um one of the mistakes that that people make when starting a business is they um, they take all their greatness and all the things that they've already achieved with certain industries and they try and they say, Oh, I, I'm going to go and help um, this completely different type of person. I'm going to go and help this totally different type of industry. Where actually, what they could do is they could probably have two or three co- clients quickly and start establishing the evidence that the solution that they've got actually works. Um, and the hardest thing, and it is a catch 22 scenario, the hardest thing at the beginning of any business, and I'm sure we can all relate to this, is that building up the initial evidence that the solution that you offer actually works. Because once you've sold that solution five or 10 times, and your clients are happy, believe we all know, you will feel much better about selling it. It's catch 22 when you need a client to build confidence, but you haven't got a client in the first place. So the, the first step is to take a breath. And um, uh, and again, going back to that, right, who do I already know where I can provide value To them, so grow where you've been planted. There'll be um, a great idea is you can take, you can build a list. Nearly everybody has a list if they actually really thought about it. Nearly everybody has a list of say fifty people that they've met. Um, It might be a neighbour, it might be a friend, it might be an ex-colleague, it might be um, an old. I mean, you've got to look out for your non-competes. I mean, when I left my job in 2013. I remember that there was a few, quite a few non-competes, and I had to wait two years before I was legally allowed to work with some clients. Um, so bear in mind you've got that to take into consideration, um, but definitely start there. And the main thing is just have, reaching out and saying, "Hey, this is the direction that I'm going in. I've decided to set up on my own. Um, I thought I'd reach out to you because um, you've got you're in this type of business." Um, maybe what I offer could be of service to you. Um, either way, it'd be great to have a catch up maybe over Zoom and we can discuss if it's the right fit. Um, and just getting started and having those conversations because you're ne- as much as we learn through, um, through uh, training or like a podcast, the main way that we learn is through real life conversations. Get your first 10 conversations under your belt and you'll learn so much more about the market that you actually want to serve as well.
1: That's a really good tip. And um, I think often when we take on a client who is a friend or relative or someone we know, friend of a friend, and it's our first client, it's quite tempting to say, hey, I kind of really need some experience. Uh, I'll do it for free. Uh, And then everyone feels uncomfortable about that. How can you turn that into an opportunity to actually get paid for having your first client?
2: Sure. Well, I'll um I'll sound counterintuitive in this. Um, one way, if you're really confident about the services that you offer and and you value the um the testimonial and the um the case study is to simply offer it for free. There is nothing wrong with offering for free. My first 10 clients in the corporate world were clients I worked with for free because I was struggling to get any client whatsoever. I was knocking on doors, making, I'm not joking, hundreds of phone calls per week, walking into Uh, Company after company in London getting kicked out. And then one day I thought to myself, well, no one's, I might be a great sales trainer, but if I can't sell my own sales training, I should probably get a job. (laughs) And I thought, I will, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just get my first 10 clients, I'll do it for free, but on the condition that they give me a glowing testimonial, a video case study, and I can put their logos all over my website. And I did actually charge them a thousand pounds once they got the result, but we won't talk about that today. and I went from no clients on my books to 11 in three weeks. It was unreal. So that is my counterintuitive answer, but that might not be for everyone. Because the, again, there's many roads to success. The other road is to um, is to stay true to your values and say, right, I'm putting myself out there as a professional. Um, I've got a friend or, or somebody that I want to work with. Um, you've got you've got a couple of choices here. One is you don't need to give them your all singing dancing solution. You can discount, but only give them a part solution. I'll just look at your books at the end of the month and make sure they're all good, but I'm not going to give you a full bookkeeping service because right now, Zoe, maybe that's all you need. You don't need anything more than that. Where we start to work outside of integrity, and it is all about integrity, is when we sell the all singing, dancing solution that we truly want to charge real money for, and we do it as a discount because it's a friend or a family member or an ex-colleague and then that person doesn't under, doesn't value the relationship that you've got. And that's where the problems start. So you've got lots of choices, but the way you can kind of see through all of it and know exactly what to do is always ask, what is within my integrity and trust yourself on that.
0: That's amazing advice. Amazing advice. And I want to delve in a bit deeper for the people that, are, that have been growing a business for a while. And maybe they found that they've got quite a few clients on their books now. And they are small, average, um, average fee clients, and they've got lots of them. Mm-hmm. And maybe they've never thought. And because uh, I love listening to what you talk about with your ultimate transformational solution, I love mm-hmm. listening to this. And I want our, I want our members and our listeners to understand yeah. this because what what you talk about is now something that I practice, and it's really helped my business to grow. It means I can serve. Clients, with um, I've got more time to serve them yeah. at the yeah. best way possible because there's the money there for me to grow a team to be able to serve them as well. Um, so can you just talk about the philosophy behind this ultimate 100%. transformational
2: solution? Thank 100%. you. So, the first thing is to know is that um, you're probably in business because you want to help people, and we have to ask a very challenging question, and that question is, Am I helping somebody by just doing their books and being that bookkeeper that? the perception of my client is I sit in the corner with the receipts all over the place and I organize those receipts. And then I make sure that the books are all done nice and neatly at the end of the month. Or am I in business? Because actually I know that I could help my clients on a much deeper level. And what I mean by that is that if money was no object, let's pretend, let's play this game for a moment. If money was no object from a client, and you knew that you could not just help them with their bookkeeping. Now I'm not saying you help them with their entire business, but let's say you when you're when you're going over their books, you're thinking, "Wow, you actually need a real financial strategy in here." Because so well, I'm doing your books for you, but there's no strategy in how you're spending your money, or there's no there's no strategy in terms of like how you're going to grow the business. And you might have expertise. I know Joe. That's what you do. You have expertise, and you could you look at that and you break that all down. In a nutshell, basically what I'm saying is that. Um, if you could offer, I call it a trans, I call it transformational selling. If you could offer the ultimate result for your client, let's say you work with someone for a year and let's say they invest 10,000 pounds for you. sounds like a lot of money, but when we look at it, it's actually not. What could you actually do for them? How could you show up for them? What solution could you provide for them and how much could you help them? And, um, the reason why I'm so deeply passionate about this is because number one, it works. It's always good to be passionate about something that's tried, tested, and proven many, many times. And um, and the other reason uh, you've mentioned, Joe, is that you have more time as a business owner. It also allows you to step into that um, that expertise because you're an, as a bookkeeper, you're an expert. You're not just someone who's done a bit of bookkeeping training and okay, I'll just sit there and do the books. You are somebody who's an expert in what you do. You don't need to be an expert in everything. I went to a law company and they, the the uh, the CEO said to me, he said the private law firm, he said to me, well, I don't know if he's CEO, but the title he had, he was the main guy. He said, Well, you've you've never worked for a law company, have you? I said, No. And he said, So why the bloody hell should we pay you thousands of pounds to come in here and teach teach us sales? And I said, I said, that's a really good question. I'm not here to to know this about your business. That's your job. But you see this little bit right here? That's sales and marketing. And you brought me in because this little bit here, I have an exceptionally deep knowledge in. And that will impact the rest of your business. But no, if you ask me about law, I have no idea. Now, it depends really what you want the conversation to be about. Though. And he went, wow, because I've I've never apologized for the fact that I don't know most of people's businesses. Joe, I don't know about your business in terms of operationally or strategically or whatever, how you run it. But on a commercial aspect, sales and marketing, I can talk to you on a deep level, okay? Um, and uh, so as I mentioned at the beginning, what what my academy does, and again, this isn't a pitch for the academy, but in terms of what the academy does and what we specialize in, most people get caught, and you mentioned this, joke, get caught with lots of low-value clients. And it feels like we are chasing crumbs. And the problem with chasing crumbs is it doesn't matter how many crumbs you collect, you never get the full loaf, and you never get to enjoy the taste of it. You're just chasing crumbs. You're hoovering them up, you're finding them, you find them under the sofa, and it's it's a it's a hamster wheel. And it doesn't matter. You know, the funny thing is, is that we initially, we believe more clients will solve the problem, but more clients actually amplify the problem. Because what you're doing as you're selling more low value clients, and you're getting more clients on board, you're actually selling the most important thing of all, which is your time. So therefore, you're more stressed, you have to deliver on that you don't see the money because it goes out in tax and everything. Um, And you're back to square one and ultimately burnt out as well. Well, when So I call that transactional selling. Somebody wants a bookkeeper, so you're like, hey, book me. By the way, I tell everybody to remove book me, hire me from your website, right? Because you shouldn't be available, book me, hire me. Actually, what we want to be doing is moving over. And I appreciate this isn't an overnight solution, but we want to be moving over and saying, right, if I just got to work with five companies or businesses over the next year, and I could help them on the deepest level and truly create a transformation and a significant change in terms of how they run their finances in their business. You're not claiming to be an accountant, if you're not an accountant. You're not claiming to um, be a financial director necessarily, but you know that you can help them on a deeper level. Now, all of a sudden, that becomes exceptionally valuable, and you don't need all these crumbs because with five clients, they're going to pay you maybe £2,000 a month retainer. Maybe uh, I don't know what the rate would be, but certainly it would be a significant investment let's say is eight thousand pound for five clients my maths is terrible but what's that 40 grand something like that so that's 40 grand just for five clients
1: this is so fascinating um before we started the uh, the live recording of the podcast uh, we were talking about what we've been doing today and it's obviously tax return season so i've been working on a tax return today for somebody who is chronically overdrawn is how I would describe sure. it I can yeah. see what you know we, we know these we know our clients intimately when we're doing their tax returns their bookkeeping whatever and uh, this particular client is using lots of credit cards and I can see the payments going out and I'm really feeling her like the stress and the struggle that she's facing and and she works in the beauty therapy world and when I'm thinking about you know this could be a client that comes back every year for a tax return pay her tax, the end. There's no improvement. But while I'm doing this, I'm sitting here thinking, how can we help this woman? I I do not want to be looking at her books next year and finding her in this position. Like, I want to talk to her about personal budgeting, maybe separate her business and her personal finances. There's so much, like, really easy. I could have a quick chat with her. Mm. But she obviously needs to act on it, and she needs a bit of coaching and support to do that. But how do you deal with, so obviously the resistance is going to be, well, I'm chronically overdrawn. Mm. How can I pay for that kind of service? How yeah. do you take people from that kind of, I don't know, feeling kind of like they can't afford it to mm. describe it? And I think this is maybe where we're finding it so difficult to sell sure. these transformational stories. What, yeah. what? How would you approach that?
2: Well, first of all, I'll say what an exciting opportunity to truly help someone because once that lady um, is helped, she is. That's going to change her life. It's not just a matter of her not being overdrawn or using credit cards. That's going to be her sleeping at night properly, um, not waking up in sweats of tears or anxiety, um, and that's going to be um, being able to pay for a holiday when this, when this pandemic is finally over. Um, so first of all, we need to understand what it is that we're really selling. We're not just selling bookkeeping um, that that ensures that those taxes are paid actually what a lot of the time people really need is they 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 need some kind of plan they need to see the woods from the trees and um, and um and they can't necessarily see it for themselves and actually without being too invasive or um because it is it can feel invasive right that that somebody is um saying look you know i can see you're overdrawn all the time but certainly just i, I would very much be i mean look i, I guess i guess it works like this how badly do you want to help that person and again we don't want to be a charity that's really important but certainly if i had a client like that and i see their books month in month out i would be picking up the phone to them and saying hey you, there's not i see your books every month i can see what's happening how about we have a no obligation call there's just a couple of pointers i want to you know help you out with uh, and see where you're at um and um, and then from there um this is this is something that I've been teaching a lot recently and it's getting a lot of good results for various industries from uh, you take a videographer. Um I, I've got a videographer in my academy and she was really struggling because um, it's all low-value clients. And I said to her, I said, I said, it's funny because if you had come, I have a full-time videographer now, so I don't need her now. But I said, if you'd have come to me four or five months ago and instead of just trying to sell me videography, if you'd have said, Pete, I've seen that you're on YouTube. I see that you're doing these daily videos. I see that you're doing loads of videos, you're putting on Facebook. Um, your videos are great, by the way. However, what's your, what's your video strategy? I would have said, um, I don't really have one. <laughs> just trying to be really consistent. And if that individual had then said, well, no obligation, but it'd be great to jump on a call with you and just have a chat about your video strategy because I, I can see you are putting in the effort, but at the same time, I can see you're not necessarily getting the result that you should be getting. You don't have to buy anything from me, but I'd just love to have that chat with you. I would have had that call with that videographer, and then by the end of the call, if she'd have said, "Pete, I'll figure out your whole videography strategy," blah blah blah, you can figure out how to pay me later. I would have been like, "Let's do this." I would have, fig- I would have made it happen. So I'm going to bring it all the way back to bookkeeping, and specifically this lady with the, uh, the in the beauty industry. So um, the first thing I'd recommend is that that beauty therapist gets onto my academy. <laughs> just, just, just a side note. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, and gets her sales sorted out. If she can't afford to pay anything, that would be a good start. But the, the second thing is, um, uh, we've got to understand the psychology here. Um, we always pay. Um, not being able to, you know, always makes me smile when somebody says they can't afford something. You always have to afford something. And we have to know, you don't necessarily say this to them, but if we if we can't afford a £3,000 solution, for for example, Then we have to keep on affording the debt. You know, debt is something that has to be. You buy. You're buying the debt every month because you're paying the interest. You're paying. You you have to afford it through the stress and worry. So we pay for everything in life, whether we decide to do a solution or or not. So that's just the psychology behind it. But in terms of having a real conversation, um, I would reach out to that individual. If I'm a bookkeeper, I'd reach out to them and say um hey i've been you know i've been doing your books now for a while um i feel like you know you're you're not just a client but you're actually a friend um and uh, i always feel like that with my clients and joe i know you say that about yours um and don't by, by the way don't say that if they're not really a friend if they are just a client um be authentic stay within your integrity but anyways my point is it's just a conversation and saying look um one of the things that i'm doing in my business now is i'm actually Um, Because I'm seeing it again and again, similar situations. And you as a bookkeeper will see similar patterns of behavior. You're the expert in your client behavior, not your client. If your client was an expert in their behavior, they could fix their behavior. But they're not. That's why they're struggling. That's why they're in debt. That's why they're paying credit cards. So instead, what you do is you say, um, what I'm doing is I'm actually working with my clients, not just doing their books, but actually helping them to strategically create a strategy and to actually move from where they're at now, um, not to becoming a millionaire necessarily, but certainly getting financially independent uh, and being on top of things. So I would start there. There's an no obligation for you to go ahead with this, but certainly it would be great to have this conversation and just give you that time. And then when you get on a call with them on Zoom, um, having that really open honest chat and saying, look, um, this might seem counterintuitive, One of my favorite words because normally the right thing is always counterintuitive. This might seem counterintuitive, but actually, I want to charge you more money. Just point blank, I want to charge you more money. But right now, I can't because I can see you've only got £40 left in your account at the end of the month. The only way I can charge you more money is by ensuring that you're making more money, number one, but also you're making the most of the money you've got. So, this is what I'm doing with a select group of clients. I'm actually going to be working with them on a strategic level and then what you can do is that if you really want to work with that person that is because it i get it, 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 it that's a decision you have to make because it could be something you can't fix there could be some deep psychological messed upness that isn't you're not going to fix so that's your decision but if you feel you can help them i would do i would do one of a couple of things one i would say look zoe this is how we can play it what we'll do is i'll start helping you over the next 3 months And we will get you together in a better financial position, but there's zero risk to you. And in three months, so you're going to get a little bit extra from me for three months. So I'm going to take all the risk. I'm going to start putting a strategy in place for you. And we're going to start getting you in the right direction. I need you you to hold up your end of the bargain though, if we're going to do this. And then in three months, we're going to switch from this £60 a month that you're paying me. And we're going to up it to £300 a month. Or if you're doing that well, you can pay me £3,000 for the year. However, we're going to make sure you're in that position before I even charge you. So you remove the risk from them completely.
1: That's a really good way to do it, isn't it? You know, you see results, look, here are some things, go away, do this. When you're at this point, let's get back together and let's talk about it. Because at that point, they'll think, oh, I need more of this in my life. So, yeah, yeah it really, it's a really good strategy.
2: And you're the catalyst for that change. It's that, you're the one that was brave enough to have that conversation with them. They they've been hiding that and avoiding. Um, when we have problems in life, we do one of three things: we avoid, um, we deny or blame, and um, the of, and it goes. It's like a descending scale. So avoidance is the first one. We know it's there. I'll just avoid it. I'll do it later. Um, then we actually start to deny that we even have the problem, and that's if you take a drug addict, you know, they might have, I don't problem, um, and then when we we've totally gone into turmoil. We go into this blame and we start projecting our fears to everybody else and everything else and we become very angry. So the idea is to bring people up the scale from that avoidance or denial. And by the way, this is a good idea is actually check with people. If they're in denial or if they're in blame, you probably don't want them as a client at all, if I'm honest. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, you want to help everyone, but it might be tougher to help those people. But they're simply avoiding it and they're like, yeah, I'm so glad, Joe, that you brought that up. That might be a good, a good thing. The next level up is to get them curious. Curiosity is really powerful. So you get them curious. Well, let's make a plan. Let's start to build a strategy. Why don't we, oh, wow, yeah, but I need you, to, Joe, I need you to hold up your end of the bargain. We'll do this for three months. And then, so I'm taking the risk, okay? Mm-hmm. But then in three months, we'll sit down and talk about charging properly.
0: And I love that because you're protecting yourself as well. So you're you're giving... Yeah, you've got to protect yourself, but you're also actually giving them a chance to see if they're actually going to move out of that avoidance. And actually, because like you say, we're not in this to Light be psych- psychologists and we're not counsellors, even though I feel like I am quite a lot mm-hmm. of the time, but we're yeah. not so... Um, We need to protect ourselves, but then we know we've given it our best shot. Giving it three months kind of puts our hearts and our minds, because I would always feel like Zoe is now, feeling a bit like, it doesn't feel right. I can help this person. I want to help this person. So it's, but also like we know that if they, if you gave it away for free um, and you wasn't asking for anything in return. So like with, this is different to clients where you're your first clients and you're asking for testimonials. Yeah. With this one, you know, money, you know, Is the language of commitment, they will actually, they're parting with that. And obviously, money is tight for them. So they Mm. will engage. So, yeah, I I love that. Sounds like a perfect strategy and something that, um, I mean, I won't necessarily come across those kind of clients because I'm not working in a firm like you are, Zoe. But so, but there are other people in the group that are. And, um, oh, we'll hear. yeah, how do we help them? And that's, I really like that, really
2: good. Mm. So- you know, it's, Sorry to jump in here. It's, it's actually, this This goes right back to the root of um, where I learned sales um, or had a, my one of my first significant breakthroughs was that I, I was struggling to sell when i like everybody, yeah, um, when they first start out, um, very few people kind of get it off the bat. And even if they do, they don't know how they do it, um, which isn't good either. Um, and uh, I was a personal trainer on board cruise ships and couldn't sell anything, my target was like eight thousand dollars ten thousand dollars. I did six dollars a week or something ridiculous, and so I started asking my um my teammates about you know how they sell and blah blah blah, and I realized they were all low performers as well uh, and and so never go to other people that are struggling to get advice and It's like don't ask the single p- friend that's fifty years old for relationship advice right like you know like, there's a reason probably uh not that there's anything wrong with being single at fifty, but just see where I'm coming from right. And so anyways, my point is, is that I, I had this like significant realization at like 20, 21 years old when I was talking to my colleagues and I could tell that they all felt extremely guilty for selling. They hated it. And then I remember I was like this you know, young guy that I felt completely different. I felt the opposite. I felt completely guilty because I couldn't sell. And what I mean by that is that when I sat down with my clients, I didn't have the um, articulation, the words, the questions, the ability or the maturity to be able to get my client to think any deeper about their problem or solution that they needed. So even though I knew that there was a couple in front of me that were on the brink of like a chronic major health collapse... And I knew that I could help them because I wasn't just a personal trainer. I'm training nutrition. I'm training all these different things. And I really could help my clients. And I knew I could. And there I was not trained in my consultation, not trained in the right language to use and not trained in how I was meant to work with them. So it was all guesswork. And then ultimately I knew I could help them, but then they would turn around and say, I need to think about it. And then they would leave and never come back. And it was in that moment that I was like, wow, My intention is purely to help people. Making a lot of money. Yeah, of course, who doesn't want to make money? But that's just like asking, do you want more health? Who doesn't want more health? That's like asking, you know, who doesn't want to be happier? Everybody wants to be happier, right? Um, Even if you're happy now, you want to be happier. So I, I think that's one of the things is to question why you're in what you do and realize that you should never feel guilty for selling. But to actually, you shouldn't have any guilt at all. But if there's going to be any guilt attached, it would be on the fact that you know you can help your clients more and you're not able and you've not until this point been able to do that and start to turn that into your own curiosity. How can I actually work with them and help them so much more?
0: Yeah, I love that. And I've I've been through that recently, obviously, with, um, you know, the majority of my clients actually not earning any money at the moment. They've been shut, but they're, yet they're still paying my fees. And I, it's been a bit of a hard, a hard thing to deal with. Um, and then when I've actually run through a new proposal with them, um, the fee doesn't come out much less, even when the transactions go down. And um, it was actually Paul, my husband, that said to me, "But Joe, it's not about the transactions; it's about all the other stuff that you do for them." And and I was like, "Yeah, you're right, actually." And and they all, you know, yesterday yesterday was a tough day on my calls. Um, I think we realised that you know the first lockdown was a little bit like. It was different we didn't know about it and it was you know was coming into spring and it was all like well it's only gonna be three weeks and you know we've never had this
2: time we'll be in Miami by now right
0: yeah exactly we've all got we've all had got holidays to look forward to later in the year we can deal with this and then the November one was very you know we knew where the start was knew when the finish was we had an end date and it was the month before Christmas everyone's happy then because we've got Christmas coming and everyone's buying so it's different but this lockdown, we don't know when it's ending. It's dark, it's drab, it's rainy and cold, and everyone's feeling a little bit like, oh. So my job now is complete. Is nothing to do with bookkeeping. I literally, yes, my team do my bookkeeping. Or, you know, the bookkeeping is done, and I turn up and we we go through some projections and we go through the cash flow, but it's nothing to do with that. It's that support. It's that reminding them that yes, it's okay your tax return has been done and you have paid it don't worry is that they, they're like oh have I have I done that where's my next VAT return? you I do, all I do really is remind people of dates and things and put their mind at rest and at the end they always go oh god I feel so much better now thank you that's no. that's all I do and it real isn't really <laughs> yeah it's not really about debits credits that and all those transactions mm-hmm. it is putting their mind at rest and knowing that I am there, as, especially when they're a one-man band. Especially when they maybe are running this business on their own and they don't have a partner or they don't have support around them. Lots of these beauticians are going home to or are at home on their own, mm. or you know they're single mums and they haven't got anyone to talk to. So it's really, really, really tricky. So mm. yeah, all I do is um, it's talk about. So great, isn't it? Yeah, and it's nothing to do. So I think that's where we we. I don't realize where our value is and i'm still learning where my mm. value is and it's not necessarily you would have loved about-
2: you yeah. would have loved the uh, the clubhouse i hosted yesterday but it's all all about understanding of, of true value and one of the things that i said is that um in order to understand value we have to understand what the market perceives as value and the market doesn't perceive good as valuable so you can be a lot of the time we put too much pressure on ourselves way too much pressure to be the best at what we do. We've got to be number one in the industry, but that's really tough because everybody else is trying to be number one in the industry. And if you're just starting out, how in the world are you ever gonna be number one? You're like a million miles away from that, right? But the market doesn't value what's good. The market values rare. That's why a rare diamond is so valuable. That's why Messi or Ronaldo or Roger Fedra are paid millions and millions of pounds per week to play football or tennis. Because if Ronaldo gets injured, you find another player that can kick the ball like he can. If Messi gets injured, find another player that can dribble the ball like he can. So good only comes into play as valuable when it's combined with rare. So if you're going to be the number one in what you do, you genuinely have to be head and shoulders magically, epically above everybody else. So for 99.999% of people, it's too big of a leap. We're actually... um, what what can be really fun is you can stand out in the marketplace and you can be on day two of your business so i remember in 2013 when i started my business and i was like oh i need some a little bit of help with finance and i was just doing some google searches and i came across i forget the girl's name but um she had a brilliant website it was really fun and she said um i love to bake so um everything i do is with a cake so she said when i take on a client you get a cake When you um, pay your tax return, you get a cake. When it's Christmas, we send you a muffin. And um, when you refer me a new client, you get a big cake to say thank you. Everything was finance and cake. And I didn't go ahead with her, unfortunately, because I knew somebody who recommended me an accountant. So I ended up going with that accountant. Um, But I did inquire with her and I did start the ball rolling. And I just found her on Google. But remember, the market doesn't value good the market value's rare, so what yeah. is it that's quirky about you? What is it about you know we have sloth like I teach sales the necessary evil for every business right and I thought for many, many years that um that teaching sales was all about teaching sales and the things I 'm talking about today, but it's not actually Joe, I had forty um salon owners on a call last night and and I can say this because it's in a safe space they're crying and they're talking you know they're having real breakthroughs and a lot of them felt terrible but felt great at the end of the call we didn't talk about sales not once um we, we talked about what we're talking about now which is knowing your value being rare um they came up with some really creative ideas but anyways you know i've got all these i'm gonna turn this here i've got all these i've got a slothy on a swing there i've got all these slothies. we've got jamie over here as well um and uh so that allows me it doesn't matter if i'm the best sales trainer in the world or not the reality is, is that there probably isn't another guy teaching sales the way that I do that has um, these slothies everywhere. And when someone joins his academy, they get their very own personalized slothy. So find what's quirky about you and enjoy that, embrace that. Because that is actually, in today's marketplace, that's what we value. And um, and just have, have fun with it. it. It really is. It took me a long time to realize that. If you met me five years ago, I was suited and booted And I thought it was all, i would be in New York consulting for a big company and i would lay my suit and tie and I'll post a selfie picture uh, and and, and put like seven tips to, you know, to crush your sales. And do you know the funny thing is, I'll get loads more engagement just because people like a show off on social media. They'll be like, wow, he's in New York. Look, he's got, you know, he's very successful. Um, And now I get a fraction of the engagement. I get barely any engagement compared to five years ago. But when... If we take for example, um, in November, I've said I'm going to help people 30 days through lockdown. Um, if you want, if you want help throughout November, um, just message below. I had 780 comments within two hours, and we signed up 516, 500, yeah, 516 people in four and a half days. Um, and again, because it's it was a rare thing; nobody was doing that when lockdown came along. It, it, you could t- see the intention of a lot of business coaches. They were like, I really want to help you. So I'm going to give you a half price off my course. That's not helping someone. You're gonna, you know, like do what's rare. So anyways, have fun, be quirky, be yourself. If there's something about you, if you, if you like apples or bananas, you know, you're obsessed with them, then share that. I don't know, whatever it is. Who knows? I wear, broke- I don't know.
1: I haven't <laughs> met anyone obsessed with apples yet. So, uh, Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Um let like, contact us on the show if you really like to yeah, hear yeah. from you. Um is, do you think that niching is important? Like I'd re- I, I think some of the bookkeepers who are watching this live and in our group who, or people who are listening to the podcast would be really interested because we talk about this idea of niching quite a lot. And um do you think that you were talking about like what's quirky, unusual about you? And I know Jo targets the, the beauty sector and that really helps her to kind of stand out. Is there what are your tips? How can people
2: identify yeah.
1: where their transformation is going to be like serving the right audience or how they sure. can find the right
2: client i think i think there's two ways that you can predominantly niche i mean one way a kind of an additional way is what i've already said like find your quirkiness that's niching in itself niching doesn't necessarily need to be a specialty um, but the two standard ways of niching and i do recommend niching absolutely um the the first one is by industry so as joe mentioned she works specifically with salons um, and, uh, predominantly, even though that doesn't say no, hence why Joe, you know, I'm working with you myself and I'm definitely not a salon. And, and, uh, I don't, I've never done a beauty treatment in my life. Um, but I've had many treatments, but not not given a treatment, but, um, so by industry, and again, going back to what we said earlier is, uh, grow where you've been planted, planted, like where you can speak the language, where you understand it, where you were already a trusted expert. That's a great idea. You know, you don't want to be, and by the way, I don't believe in calling, um, I tell beauty therapists not to call themselves beauty therapists because that language associates with 40 quid an hour. I'm like, be the trusted um, skin expert or be um, the skin consultant. Come up with a name for yourself. It's the same with bookkeepers. I wouldn't. I don't know what the, for me, when I think of a bookkeeper, and I might get in trouble for saying this, I see it as someone sat in the corner of a room. There was a lady called Leslie. Hopefully she's not in your bookkeeper club. She's lovely, but she worked at one of my clients and she'll be in there on a Thursday. Leslie's in and I'd always joke with her because she'd sit in the corner with a laptop, with the receipts, I'd be like, Leslie, pay my invoice. You know, I'd, I'd, be like, I'd joke with like Leslie, I want to I want to buy a new car next month. I need my invoice paid. Right? So whatever it was. So um, going back to niching, the one is what we've already said. Two is choosing an industry that you know that you really enjoy, you want to be a part of. Um, I would never work with a back... I say never to say never, but you'll never see me working like in Canary Wharf anymore because I'm just not going to put on a suit. My suits are, you know, got like full of cobwebs and up in the attic somewhere now um at my parents house not even at my own house um so you've got to find what really works for you um where the business comes quickly and easily you don't want to be working uphill like you i mean it's tough enough as it is don't make it hard for yourself by make going to an industry you don't understand that you don't even understand the sales process of right um so one is industry the second one is interesting okay and that's where you specialize that's where you niche down in the actual specialty So there might be a particular way you do bookkeeping that's very unique. And that is where you can really niche. Now, you you can do both. You can niche by industry and say you've got a particular methodology of how you do books and get famous in that industry. Oh, you know, Jo, she isn't just a bookkeeper. She's actually an FD and she comes in as your FD and totally sorts your business. And she does it specifically for salons. Wow. Wow. That's like that's like double niching, right? So you're very narrow. Um, for years and years, I actually got this wrong. I was putting myself out there as the sales guy. Pete's the sales guy, the sales guy, blah, 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 right? Um, but what does that mean? I mean, it's still just a load of fluff, isn't it? I mean, who really needs another sales guy who can help you? In, well, you know, people be like, well, how can you help me? And I'll say, well, I'll, I'll help you through this and this and this, blah, blah, blah. But then I realized that I have a very specific methodology of how I teach sales. I focus on three things. I have a visual model for it. So if anybody asks, well, what's different about you? I say, well, first of all, ask all my case studies. Don't ask me, ask my clients who have already got the result. But number two, if you really want to know specifically how I do, I do three things. Number one is I help you carve out what's called a powerful solution, which where you're charging properly for what you do and you're creating the ultimate result. If you're a beauty therapist, you should be charging two to 5,000 pounds. What I'm a beauty therapist. You want to charge five grand? Yeah, it's actually easier to sell at five grand than it is 50 quid. Why? Because you're going to help a client over a year. Wow. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I help you become a revenue generator. So you know now to sell and market your business and you don't get confused or overwhelmed during the day of what you should be doing. So you're exact throughout the day and you can be methodical. And then number three is I help you to have what I call unbreakable consultations. And that's a very specific Methodology. So these three things combined is what, in essence, I'm getting famous for. Um, not famous, worldly famous, but within the market that I help. And so, for you, is there a particular way that you do bookkeeping that's different? And that's what you want. That's the bit you should be marketing. If there's a, if you found like this really cool way of doing bookkeeping. That you're like that you that actually if you took it away, you just wouldn't want to bookkeep anymore. Like if you told me to go and help someone with sales, I had somebody on a one-to-one call a few weeks uh, that two weeks ago, and she kept wanting to talk about social media. But how do I grow on social media? I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter. You can have no one or you don't need social media right now. She's like, why? And I said, What's what's your powerful solution? And what, what turned out is she had loads of money blocks and she did she couldn't actually say that she could charge three, four thousand pounds. And so I was like, so. I can talk to you about social media all day long, but it's just going to be wasted. I can give you another 20 likes on your next post, but it's just going to be wasted. Let's bring it all the way back to the way I work with clients is this. If that's not for you, I can recommend a social media coach. But right now, if you want to have a conversation with me, we've got to focus on this. So you start to stay true and you become very concise in how you communicate. So you get famous within your respective market for your message. So your message... Is your methodology, and you combine that of an industry, you're off to the races. Oh,
0: brilliant! It's gold, absolutely gold, Pete. And I and I, I think as well this whole the niching thing gets very confused sometimes with the fact people think, oh God, what which area, which area? And I accidentally fell into the beauty salon industry as a, as a client base, but that was because I was a customer and actually yep. being a customer of this industry meant that I enjoyed being there in that industry but I wasn't an you don't have to be an expert in this so it can be something that you do for fun um I spoke to a lady and she really loved her horses and she became the the equestrian bookkeeper you know Brilliant. how cool is that you know, there's so many self-employed people that and they want to People want to talk to their people. It could be an area. It could be you, you're You just going to be known in your area and get like that. It could be anything, but you can mix it with your methodology is like double yeah. whammy. Love That's it.
2: all you need to do. It's a lot more straightforward than, than it's usually explained. So, yeah, hopefully today it's a lot more clear. But you can start to have fun with it. I mean, Joe, you know, as an example, like, you know, I, I'm not one for watches or anything, but I like nice cars, right? So I've already said, you know, I know the next car that I want. And so I was, you know, asking today, I was like, okay, well, how do I get that car for free? I don't want to pay for it. Um, and it's not a cheap car. Um, and it's like, well, I could actually take my methodology to that car company. And do you see what I mean? So that actually take it to them um, and, and have fun with it. And then I do a YouTube video on how I got that car for free. Um, I have a client who, who I'll tell you the car, it's a Porsche, right? So um, I, I have a client who, I have a few clients, See, and they love cars, They're these guys that love cars. So I'm actually going to reach out to them and say, hey, by the way, I'm thinking about getting a new car. But at the same time, um, you know, I've been working on this methodology. I think I'm really working your business. Why don't we trial it for a couple of months, see how it goes. If you're happy, then pay me a £1,000 a month or whatever, okay, a couple of grand a month. And then I get my car for free because I'm helping them. So there's all these different – it becomes fun, um, but I appreciate if you're just starting out, just keep it simple. You know, choose an industry that you know and you already work with and you can speak the language um, or if you're a customer of. I love that. And number two, is there a particular way you do what you do? Because that's where your real value is at. It's not in the bookkeeping. It's in the way you do your bookkeeping.
1: I love that so much. Um, Pete, you've added so much value for everyone today, and I'm really conscious of the time. Um, do you want to tell people how they can connect with you, how they can find out more about the Ultimate Sales sure. Academy? Because I'm sure people are desperate to find yeah, out. Yeah,
2: thanks, thanks for letting me share. So um, first of all, feel free to connect with me via Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Clubhouse is a new one. I'm doing daily Clubhouses at the moment. Some great conversations, Q&As. We had a brilliant Q&A this morning um, uh, on YouTube as well. I post daily videos on YouTube. Just look up yeah, Pete Scott, and you can see on the screen there. If you find me on Facebook, though, I'm Pete Sloth, not Pete Scott. So bear in mind, if you are going on Facebook, you have to put in, yes, like a sloth, right? And there's a reason for it. Um, so, so look that up there. Um, in, in reference to the Academy, the Academy is ultimatesalesacademy.com. Feel free to take a look at that. Um, however, What I would recommend if you want to get involved in something quite quick, if if today's resonated with you and you think, actually I would be interested in taking the next natural step, um, then all I'd recommend at the moment is um, the only thing I'm really promoting right now as well um, is my consultation masterclass I'm running in February. I've alluded to it throughout this call today already, that consultations, that moment where you sit down with a client, that's where everything we've talked about from being able to charge properly um, from being able to work with clients over a long period of time it, it doesn't happen so much in your marketing it actually happens when you get them on a call and you ask the right questions you're able to articulate what you do in a way that makes sense for them and you want to be able to do it in a way where you feel comfortable calm because when you feel comfortable and calm that will project onto your client and they will feel comfortable and calm if you feel uncomfortable icky asking for thousands of pounds then your client's going to feel that from you, and then they're going to lose trust and not ultimately go ahead with you. So um, I'm very excited about this consultation training because it's um, we're bringing in 100 new students. It's only 99 pound. Um, we do a, you get to do a full consultation analysis before the before the masterclass. Um, so please don't worry about your results. Everybody scores terribly at the beginning, that's fine. Um, but it, get, it gives you a full PDF download and you get to do it in 15 minutes by answering questions. And you'll see on paper where your consultations are strong, where you've got work to do. Then over three days, day one, I do a deep dive training. Um, you get lifetime access to that training as well. Day two, we do a live sales consultation practice. So you get to practice that framework with other students. Day three is a Q and A, and then day four you do that analysis again, and you see a significant change between the two. Um, and uh, I would—that is through and through. If you're going to get started with something and see a result quickly, that's what I'd recommend.
1: That sounds amazing. I'm sure you'll get lots of our group getting involved. And what we'll do is we'll share a link to all of that in our show notes, yeah, so anyone
2: listening
1: to this on the podcast or on YouTube, and also on Facebook, we'll make sure it's all in the comments so everyone can find it. Um, thank you so much, Pete. It's been so nice to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time out. I realise we've gone on for a really long time. I think we could probably <laughs> chat for another
2: quick... couple of hours, could we? <laughs> I'm sure. And the rest. <laughs> just warming up. Two hours for the warm-up. But no, just <laughs> generally. I mean, I, I'm in this because first and foremost, I, I, lo- I love to share this. Um, I feel at the end of the day, if this helps one person today, then it's been totally worth mm-hmm. the while to show up here for an hour. Um, and uh, even if they get a little win, Um, and it makes a difference for them that that's what it's all about so just a big thank you for having me on board as well
1: no my pleasure um and for anyone who wants to find out more about us you can connect with us in the six figure bookkeepers club on facebook or on clubhouse um and come and find us on our website sixfigurebookkeeper.com and we'll see you next week Bye, everybody. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeeper's Podcast, the top of a
0: bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.